and welcome to Fantastic Beats. Three people, three tracks, we swap them and we talk about them. I'm Lizzie Maris. I'm Jack Tutor. And our guest today is player of bass and fusser of cats of Working Man Noise Unit and Jackson, respectively. You've got to get that the right way around. Yes. Uh, Dom James. Hello, Dom. Hello. Hey. All right. So um, I'm going to kick us off this time. <laughs> My track uh, this time around is Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. So this is off their uh, 1980 Making Movies album. And I went for this track this time because it honestly just makes me laugh. So the thing that I love most about this track is that it's stupidly transactional. It's basically like, it's just the the narrative is ridiculous. It's basically just the story and very much the lyrics are like, and then he said, and then she said, and then she did this, and then he did this. And I just think it's absolutely brilliant. And it just, it makes me laugh. And the storytelling is really strong. Um, And I was really like looking into it more because I've always just thought, oh, it's this really, you know, it's based on Romeo and Juliet and the kind of unrequited love. But then I was actually looking it up and Mark Knopfler, who is um, the singer and guitar player, it, it is actually based on a relationship he had where his ex said something to him like, um, oh yeah, I used to have a scene with him or something. And there's a famous line in the song where Juliet says that. So kind of looking back on it now, reflecting on it now, it all just might seem a bit jaded and bitter. But if we kind of put that to the side, I just think it's a really, really lovely story. And one of my favourite lines in it is, um, he goes, when you're going to... So this is uh, Romeo talking to Juliet, in theory. He says, when are you going to realise it was just that the time was wrong? And I remember growing up with that song, Mm. and especially when I was a little bit more sort of like teenage, I just remember thinking that's such a brilliant universal line because we've definitely all had relationships or moments in our life where it was just that the time was wrong. And I just I just sort of sing along to that, like some sort of like guy in his truck, like, yeah, when are you going to realise? <laughs> I just have a lot of love for this song. I think it's really beautifully constructed. I think it's funny. And I think it's just a very universal kind of rock song about love, which you probably won't find me uh, monologuing about a lot on here. But it's just, it's just got its quirks. Like there's, I think in the last second to last verse or something, he says um, about Romeo sort of standing in the shadows and he sort of goes, finds a convenient street light. And the word convenient doesn't quite fit. And it, it's just, it's just charming. It's convenient. just charming. Yeah, it is. It shouldn't, it shouldn't really be there. So that's, that's Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits, which I thoroughly recommend. Dom, what, do you thoroughly recommend it? <laughs> Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest Uh, my Dire Straits knowledge is shamefully, some would even say criminally limited, I only heard (laughs) Bolton to Swing for the first time two years ago perhaps Oh wow! so this isn't necessarily something I'd seek out myself no Um, I mean not many people would, it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean it you know I I feel like it did what it intended to do um <laughs> I'm I'm trying my hardest to be nice to Dire Straits here. You don't have to be. It's absolutely um, fine. I feel I feel bad because when I thought it was fantastic beats, I'd kind of I'd mainly been listening to the drums. Right. Ah, ah. Interesting. That's our fault. So I hadn't really thought about anything beyond the drums on either of these songs. <laughs> what do you think of the drums? 
Right, well, so I, I was thinking of the drums. It must be... I mean, it must be... I mean, it's the perfect beat for the song, because it must have been quite hard, you know. Picture the scene. Mark Knopfler comes into practice. You're used to playing, you know, Sultans of Swing, you know, <laughs> quite, quite, quite driving rhythms. And then, you know, Mark comes in one day, and he's like, I've, I've, I've got this one. It's a bit different. <laughs> and, you know, and you're, kind of, you're, you're sat behind a drum kit, and he's playing this, and you're thinking, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> and you know, and and I feel like if we're you know, you know, from a from a beats point of view, I feel like it's pretty much the best it could have been. You know, there are pieces of flair where it needed flair, but it didn't. You know, it didn't uh, didn't shine when it wasn't meant to. That's nice because, as as I've said, the lyrics are doing so much work. So actually, are that's they? fine. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, dear! I, I really enjoy that we've got a sort of uh, drums focus episode. I think that's an accident, but I'm really happy about it. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let me mention a couple of other bits of it then, because I actually thought that this is not. I mean, this is not my kind of song. Like it's so. It comes on strong, doesn't it? It's got <laughs> its message, and that's all it really wants to deliver. But actually, what I did quite like about it were the facts that it kind of swells. It gets all big. There's some keys. There's some, like, guitars going on. Like, it gets pretty aggressive sometimes. Like, even though it's a pretty innocuous melody. And then it sort of retreats. And then it's just his voice. And that's it, really. And then a few bits of piano and guitar and stuff. So there's a lot of undulation going on. And it is a dumb, stupid song. But he even says at one point the fact that he's not really much of a storyteller or he's not very good with words or something. And so I feel like it's almost in the spirit of the song that he picks basically the most cliched romantic couple in the world and then delivers the most cheesy, ugh, ugh, like lines over it as well that is kind of like all in keeping with the fact he's like look i'm not a wordsmith but what do you reckon me and you eh like it's yeah pretty crude it's crude and it's a bit silly and also what i did like is that the outro he's kind of like he he says how about it and then it just sort of loiters it sort of hovers there on like two chords for a bit that i was into i mean i didn't like the song but there are bits of it that i can talk about and say all right okay fair enough yeah. guys straight Hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I, no, I I, I was going to say, I I felt that the the first time I listened to it, it felt a bit like, uh, not like homework, but I was thinking if the, you know, if, if, if I, if I wasn't going to be talking on a podcast about this, I probably would have turned this off by now. But actually, but actually kind of by the time I'd finished it, I was like, yeah, I could, I could go for that again. Yeah. Yeah. It's ch- it's charming, much like the story of sort of Romeo and Juliet. It's just charming, and it's about love, and it's a really silly sort of narrative rock song. And there's something about it that I find a little bit charming, and I think a lot of people probably find quite a lot of comfort in it when they've split <laughs> up with someone. I like this. I like that. Yeah, I like. That. I do like that the drummer. Dom's right about the drummer, though. Just sometimes you can hear he's getting antsy, and he just says this big like the chorus. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Uh, all right well okay we can we can we can park that one up on a balcony somewhere that's fine <laughs> um, and I forget, I forget the movie song when you're gonna realize it was just that the time was wrong Juliet 
come up on different streets. They both were streets of shame. Both dirty. Let's move on to uh, yours, Dom. I'd like to wish you a merry February um, before we go into this one. Um, Dom, tell us about your your fantastic Beats track. Yeah, so in addition to completely getting the wrong end of stick with the podcast theme, I've also (laughs) gone for an extremely uh, unseasonal selection (laughs) of, uh, well, you know, because if if you, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, if I'm going to get one bit wrong, I'm going, you know, I'm going completely out there. So I have gone for Santa's Got a Bag of Soul by the Poets of Rhythm. And I stumbled across this completely by accident because I was looking up a MC slash turntablist called Adan. And someone had said to me, you know, he realises that, you, you know, you realise that he's beat juggling and singing at the, you know, and doing the MCing at the same time while he's performing. And I was like, no way. So I went onto YouTube to try and find a video of it. And Daptone had given him like two copies of the record and had said, you know, will you do some beat juggling of the, of, you know, this Poets of Rhythm track? And will you kind of rap over the top of it, explaining what it is when it's coming out? So I was essentially watching the greatest advertisement of all time, not only for the content of the advertisement, but also also that I did actually go out and buy the double LP. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, it's just straight from the off. It's just, it just the whole song makes me want to move. It's just, <laughs> it's magical. Like it's a really simple beat played just fantastically well. Like the sizzle on the hi-hat is perfect. Like mm. the rhythm, you know, the, the tempo of it is absolutely right. Like any faster it would feel, any faster it would feel, you know, it wouldn't have the groove any slower. It'd be too, you know, just too sluggish. And yeah, it just, it sits perfectly with the bass. It's just, I, every time it comes on shuffle at work, I wonder what people must think of me, <laughs> which, I, which I feel is a good, like, I feel that's an indicator of a good track to me. Yeah. Wow. I had a lot of, when I was listening to this, I had a lot of thoughts of you just like getting quite excited about Christmas and just sort of having this on and just sort of eschewing like every other sort of number one hit and just being like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In just... June or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like that with shorts and sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack, uh, Merry February to you, Jack. What, Thank um, you. What did you make of this? Well, I couldn't believe that this was made by a bunch of german blokes in like what the 90s 2000s like i listened to it first and then i found that out and i was like this is ridiculous because the recreation of that sound from i don't know what era you'd say like 60s 70s where the microphones are kind of distorting and there's a sense of a studio that's sort of not really fit for this music yet like technology still catching up to the fact that people are playing pretty fucking loud by this point and it just sounds so good. Like the, the the production is absolutely lush and it's like fit to burst. And there's a couple of bits that I particularly like. Like the intro is great because it comes in with that sort of biscuit tinny snare drum sound, which has got a really nice ring to it. Uh, and then you've got this organ in the chorus as well, which has sort of got this vibrato on it. But it's almost like atonal because it's so choppy and you just hear it come in the right ear and it's sort of just sounds like a saw buzzing away uh and it, it's just it's really exciting and i think the cymbals are, are, are crazy as well like the drummer goes mental on the cymbals during the chorus which i always like the little guitar trills that kind of uh jump off the bass line sound like little christmas tree decorations kind of dangling off the groove and stuff um i think it, i feel like it should be like a, a legit 
alternate Christmas song that should be in quite heavy rotation. Like when people are kind of sick of Mariah and things that are a bit more ploddy and 4-4, just to have like someone screaming like, get down Santa, I think gives Christmas its groove back a bit. So I really enjoyed it. Oh, and the saxophone that comes wailing in at the end is spot on as well because it only gets about 30 seconds to do its thing and so it sort of doubles down on the <laughs> on the energy so yeah really really enjoyed it um lizzie what did you think yeah i absolutely loved it Festive again fun. this is now in my christmas rotation mm. all my all year round rotation i really liked the organ in it as well i felt like the organ was sort of very urgent kind of pushing you towards christmas eve like you know in the kind of way that adverts and shops do and <laughs> um, so i really really enjoyed the organ um, and yeah the drums the whole way through i've written down beaty and i think what i mean by that don't <laughs> articulate it as our drum specialist on this episode which we fully planned um I think Dom described it much better, but those drums take you all the way through the journey. They don't let up. They feel really joyful and wholesome and they they just drive it along really, really nicely. Um, I enjoyed the sexualization of Santa. Um, I've written down make you hot. So that's, that's always good. Um, there's there's and, just and, not enough of that elsewhere. No. There isn't enough of that. It's a cold time of year. He might really need that. It's like um, Santa baby and this, isn't it really? <laughs> Yeah. and i think uh yeah towards the end it, i was i was really really like because it's definitely one when you when you've got it on you are like your head's definitely grooving to it There's, that's that's sort of like mandatory mm. um and towards the end when he's kind of just he's kind of just spitballing lyrics a bit more they definitely don't fit they definitely don't rhyme he definitely is just kind of like making it up at the end just words about like santa and chimneys and coming and stuff and it's just i really really liked it i, I just laughed at him at the end because i thought like yeah like you really lost it there didn't you but then also you really (laughs) found it so um (laughs) yeah strong strong choice (laughs) yeah i thought it's great the summation about halfway through where he just says funky funky christmas time funky santa claus like in case people weren't quite (laughs) sure of what was being meshed he just puts it really succinctly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well yeah Dom that was very enjoyable great choice I'm pleased you enjoyed it (laughs) in February (laughs) we did yeah anytime What have you got for us? Yeah, so my track is by Xenia Rabinos, who is an Afro-Latina musician from Brooklyn. Uh, She put out an album called Black Terry Cat, which I think I was just browsing Pitchfork and there was a a review of a record and it had a little track player on the review and then I played it and within about 10 seconds, I wanted to hear the rest of it. I was really transfixed. It's like... So this the, the album as a whole is really stylistically diverse. It's uh, got a bit of like 
uh, I don't know, jazz, R&B, a bit of grunge in there, uh, a bit of electronica in there. But it's all drawn together by this really sparse, stripped-back sound. So, like, at any one time, there's maybe just a voice, drums and bass, and then a few, like, sample inflections or something. Um, so this track is called Lonely Lover, and it's, for the most part, just the bass line, just the drums, and just a voice. And when it is that stripped-back, I think every instrument needs to be absolutely on point and that's what i feel like's going on here like the drums sound so good like the snare has this wonderful crack to it it's got like this wicked bass line which is very dry and quite sincere i think and her voice has this sort of uh vintage kind of film on it it's got this like warmth and a crackly softness to it uh, her her vocal performance as well is amazing she does this like I don't know, this wobbly thing with her voice at one point, well, at several points, actually, that just every time it gets me. Um, I just think the bass line is is wicked as well. It's got this sort of uh, descending... It's got this (laughs) descending quality to it, this sort of sagging to it. And I feel like it's a song that... I mean, lyrically, I've been trying to figure out what it's about, but there are points that make me think it's about the uh, struggle of maybe being a mother and maybe feeling like you haven't got your shit together and then feeling like you've also got to have your shit together for another, like your kid as well, and just really bumbling through the best you can. And that's why that bass line sort of just that slipping down levels at a time feels like it's so appropriate. So like... Oh, and also there's a Miles Davis sample, like, right at the start of Sketches of Spain, which oh. I feel like is a reference to yeah. the fact that she's part Spanish, her grandfather was Spanish, but then there's also the African-American element as well. So uh, it's just, I think it's a lovely song from, like, a really lovely album. So what do you reckon? Don, what do you reckon? I really enjoyed it. I think my favourite thing about it was there was just the incredible synergy between the drums and the bass. Right. Like, the, one could not make a single step without the other being, you know, completely behind it. And yeah, I, I felt that was fantastic. Just the, the way that, like, when the when the bass changed, kind of how it was playing, the, the kick drum would follow it. And mm. yeah, I, I hadn't noticed until you said how little instrumentation there actually is on the track like the fact it is mainly what bass drums vocals and then there's kind of occasional noises that come in behind it yeah but it doesn't feel lacking at all which again is just testament to the strength of the few parts it does have yeah spot on lizzie what do you reckon yeah i absolutely love her music um and yeah just the bass actually your song dom as well had a, had a strong strong old bass so two two strong basses here not so much dire straits um, <laughs> but, um no listen again it's good bass <laughs> yeah no the, the bass at the beginning of this is really nice because there's a some of the lyrics are about sort of falling down and mm. the bass kind of it walks you down into the song at the beginning it sort of starts off and plateaus and then it goes and that's <laughs> You, that's kind of falling down into the song and I always think okay now now here we are off off we go and there's um sort of spiraling chorus of vocals at some point as well which again always make you feel like you're falling down and you know when you listen to the lyrics of the song it's I feel like it, it is about like losing control and yeah like not being able to be your best even though you need to so everything in this song kind of falls down but in the most beautiful way it's interesting you say about maybe motherhood because I I thought of that as well and a really great friend of 
of mine who has kids um I, I think I said one day like what, what what is it like to do she she's like an incredible theater producer it's like what is it like to do all of your work and have kids and she was like you know what sometimes the wheels just come off right and the whole yeah. thing and I just thought that was a great way of describing it and it really reminded me of, of this somewhere she's just saying like I just have to breathe I can't do this I've lost my glasses like oh my god yeah. if, if you are if you are to take it literally I you know I don't know but um, yeah I really I love her music and it, you, you know when you're listening to something of hers you're always getting something that is musically very very fresh and um, and as Wikipedia <laughs> describes it not easily categorized, <laughs> oh, which yes. is like the highest form of compliment <laughs> ever isn't it <laughs> yeah and yeah, yeah absolutely love it and and really recommend anybody to kind of look at the rest of her body of work because it, it's just brilliant yeah it's great i mean this album as well i think what's so good about the album is is that different parts of this track are reprised i mean the intro to this whole album is like a reprisal of the bass line but in a different form there's like a reprisal of the outro later on in the album and it feels like it's all interconnected and sort of thinking back upon itself and uh yeah so it's even enriched by just hearing the other tracks on the album as well Mm. Mm. lovely Mm. beats lovely sounds so much you yourself have a band where can with drums where can you <laughs> <your> <laughs> uh yeah my band is working man noise unit we are on spotify we're on bandcamp which is just working man noise unit dot bandcamp dot com um and on all major social media <laughs> and a major social media for a major band it's true this, I, I always listen to working man noise unit when like I gotta get to work and I gotta get a project done or something's gotta happen it I think it's fair to say it revs you right up yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean I listen to Dire Straits for that but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> ah, awesome alright well Jack where can people find out about Fantastic Beats uh, you can go to fantasticbeatspodcast.com for our official website where you can listen to all our episodes as well. We're on Twitter at fantastic underscore pod. And if you'd like to send us an email and get in touch, perhaps put forward some recommendations of your own, you can email us at hello at fantasticbeatspodcast.com. Happy days. Dom, thank you. You're a fantastic guest. Yes. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. And we will see you all again next time. Bye. 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 Bye.